Today's Hail to the District podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, and that's InTheGymRange.com. InTheGymRange provides in-depth information from the high school, college, and NBA landscapes. They cover all levels of hoops, from high school basketball all the way up through the pros, so make sure you go check them out. You can find a link to them on our website, or just simply visit www.InTheGymRange.com. And now, on to the podcast. Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Welcome everyone to the Hail to the District podcast. I am Rajan and with the NBA season tip it with the NBA season bluff, I could talk straight tipping off this week. I am rejoined by my friends John and Neil for part two of our NBA preview. In part two, we broke in part one, I should say. Man, we can't talk today. We broke down the top eight teams in the Western Conference. And today we're going to be doing the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference. But last time we did going from the eighth seed up to the number one seed. Just to change things up for various reasons, we're going to go down from the top of the Eastern Conference because that's where really the majority of the news is, and we all know the dregs of the conference are at the very bottom of the East anyway. So starting at the top of the Eastern go Conference. Go Bulls! And, <laughs> and working our way down. Hooray, Hawks! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think I think for like the top seed, if you want to like say who's going to get the top seed in the East, it actually is kind of debatable. Like, oh, Boston. I have Boston getting the number one seed. I, yeah, I don't I, know if it's much of a debate. It is, as much as I don't want the number one seed to be the number one seed, I, I, I don't know if it's much debate. So yeah. let's just go ahead and, and, and get right to it. Um, Boston is at 50. Well, let me, let's, let's start at Cleveland. Cleveland is over-under is 54.5, so that makes them the highest over-under projected team in the East. Neil's already tipped his hand. John, do you have Cleveland as the number one seed in the East? I have Cleveland as the best team in the East, but I'm not saying they'll get the number one seed just because they're they're going to do their typical rest shenanigans. There it I is. I do have this delusion that LeBron is going to go nuts this season and have an MVP caliber year. To as like, if there's a year where like he gets one last MVP, I think this is the year where I think he might win over the judges that have been, you know, malaised over his greatness and ha- feel this duty to award it to other players. I think maybe this is the year that he goes in FU mode and and just actually, you know, plays and plays phenomenal. I'm going to go in the complete opposite direction of that. And I think his sabbaticals or whatever stupid-ass names he wants to give them are actually <laughs> pro- are prolonged. Um I think for the first half, but of the, the season, schedule's already doing it for him now. The, the way the half, NBA has shaped the schedule, I think he's going to save. He knows he has X amount of miles left on the odometer, and I think he's saving it for LA. I think LA is when he's going to do the MVP. Thing. Exactly, and, I, and I'm I think, in that camp. Yeah, if he wants anything, like he wants Defensive Player of the Year, because that's that is the uh, notch on his belt that he does not have that Jordan does. Interesting. I think he knows he's not going to have Isaiah Thomas for the first half of the year. They're starting five uh, before Isaiah Thomas comes back. Derek Rose. Yeah. So help us, God, help you, God. Oh, J.R. God. Smith with or nope. without a shot. Dwayne no, Wade no, starting. Dwayne, Wade Dwayne starting. Wade's starting. Mother of Christ. Right, yeah. So your backcourt is Dwayne is is Derek Rose and Dwayne Wade, which would have been great eight years ago. Yeah, which would have been nice in 2009. <laughs> right. LeBron, Jay Crowder. I think Jay Crowder is one of the most overrated players in the NBA, my personal opinion. 
I, I think Kevin Love is going to finally be freed. That is, of course, if, Le- against, if LeBron doesn't continue to belittle him and you know strip him of all his confidence. You don't have a good coach on this team. I mean, you do. His name is LeBron James. But you don't have an actual real-life living, breathing coach to point this team in the right direction. The rest of your bench is J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, and Channing Frye. And Kyle Korver. And Kyle Korver. Congratulations. That's going to work out really well. Oh, don't forget Kendrick Perkins, dude. <laughs> and and they just traded away Richard Jefferson and, and uh, Kay Felder to the Hawks for – Peanuts. Euros. Euro, and they right. traded two second round picks and money to the Hawks for rights to dudes that'll probably never play in the NBA oh, just so they could get trade exceptions. And luxury tax savings. They saved yeah. like twelve million. Saved twelve million tax. by dumping their piddly ass by dumping their three million dollar salaries. But you know they have the, the Nets number one pick. And they right. are they what if they try to flip that for Boogie? That's the only they still thing. have to make the salaries match. They still have no, to send give up something. Like Channing Fry, Iman Shumper, give up some and stuff. use their trade exceptions to fill yeah. out the rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah. like that is the only way you're going to compete with Golden State. Oh with God, I would hate man. that scenario so a much. Big man who knows what the hell they're doing. You still will then have Isaiah Thomas, Boogie, and Kevin Love next year, even if LeBron leaves, which is not a bad team in the East. I yeah, think no, they were. Good they team. will make a play for Boogie. They are the top team, in my opinion, to make a play for Boogie. But they have to give up the Brooklyn pick to do it. There's no yeah. other, but no other way they do it. Do you do that? Yeah, because I love Boogie. Yeah, but I don't want them prime. to do that. He's in his prime. I don't want them to do that because I want Washington to get Boogie for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not listening to any trades involved. Boogie Cousins <laughs> not coming to DC. It's I'm, I mean this like can DC make a better offer than that? So no. if you're no, they cle- can't. If not, you're, not they can't beat the the Brooklyn pick. What about a trade? Iman Shumper, Jay Crowder, and the number one, uh, the Nets number one for Boogie Cousins. Yeah, give up Jay Crowder. That's fine for for an expiring contract. Essentially, is what they're doing. That's what Boogie is. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Shumper, Jay Crowder, and the Nets number one for Boogie Cousins. Yeah, you make I think that'd play. get it done, right? You I, have? That, that, that should get it done. Unless Take- for some reason Brooklyn is somehow balling out of their mind and looking more at like the eighth or ninth pick. Because that would theoretically give you New Orleans a lineup of Anthony Davis, Jay Crowder, and whatever the hell you decide you want to play in the backcourt. That's a step up. Well, not really, because you don't have Cousins. It's not a is, step up. Is, but, it, is Cousins really a step up? I just feel like you have... He just, Yeah, he just doesn't fit. It's like a plate with two entrees and no sides. Actually, that's a good thing, so maybe I'm... Maybe yeah. Uh, yeah. Four doesn't work. Would, would you like steak and mashed potatoes or steak in, in a delicious ham? I you want know? steak and fried chicken. Okay, steak and fried chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that sounds awesome. Exactly. No, yes, fuck the mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, Actually, I take that back. Don't say fuck the mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes are fantastic too. Hey, if I knew it was going to be this kind of party, I'd <laughs> stick my dick in mashed potatoes. Shout out to the Beastie Boys. That line ages still fantastically. But that – because any deal that Cleveland makes is going to have to involve uh, Iman Shumpert. So 
Unfortunately, that works, but I'm just going to stick my ears, my fingers and my ears and my head in the sand and pretend the trade doesn't work so DeMarcus Cousins can end up <laughs> in D.C. So let's yeah. go to Boston then. Boston starting five, over under 53 and a half wins. Boston starting five, Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, that traitor, Marcus Morris, and Al Horford. Your bench, Marcus Smart, bum, Jason Tatum, went to Duke, Terry Rozier, and Gershon Yabuselli. And maybe I'm complaining. And Aaron, well, I think Aaron Baines is actually going to start, and they're going to play Horford at the four. But in your crunch time minutes, you're going to have Marcus Morris and Horford at the five. Right. And then maybe somebody off the bench instead but, of Jalen But Aaron Brown, Baines maybe. is going to give you 15 minutes, and he's going to start the game. Kind of like you know Kendrick Perkins used to do for Oklahoma City. He'd oh, yeah. start the games, but he'd only play like 15 minutes. Yeah, no, the, Boston definitely sacrificed their bench to to make these deals happen. Smart Tatum and Rozier is not a bad bench as much as I hate yeah. Boston, and I do. I think Tatum's going to be good. Yeah. Just not this year. Thing. Not this year. I think he'll actually like be He's able to— He's not going to get any minutes this year. <sighs> I think he will. I think he'll contribute. He's going to get like 20 if, at most. That's okay. That's what you want out of a rookie. You don't want a rookie to like, you know, get— tons of minutes but you want him to like develop and like contribute when he's on the floor their big man depth is just bleh. You, don't so like you, aaron, you don't like aaron baines i mean he's all right no i i was kidding he sucks. yeah i mean he's a big dude that's about it but the i was so mad that mark marcus morris so mad that the, so the mad. hate that marcus and markeith morris had towards boston just brought a tear to my eye and and could you imagine if you're marcus and you get that call it's like oh yeah dude you got traded to boss it's like really i gotta play with these fuckholes and not only that you can't have markeith being angry at boston now right yeah yeah he yeah yeah can they please just give him just give marcus to washington he needs to be with his brother just you just give him death row dc going and trying to bust a cap in boston right now because boston has his brother yeah. Yeah, that's so sad. That'd be like if Snoop Dogg all of a sudden signed with Bad Boy Records. Like, how are you going to do that? Any other team. Like, if, if Marcus went to any other team, any it other wouldn't team, be a problem. Literally. But this one. No, not this one. I'd be fine with Marcus Morris going to Cleveland. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Because you want to know what? We're not beating Cleveland. Right. This... Not Boston. That one sucks. Yeah, that one hurt. My big question around Boston I think fifty-five games is an easy is an easy pickup for them. Is it? Yeah, they're in the East. In the East. Yeah, I, I guess. Will, but I what if they really struggle out the them. gate? So that's another thing. One, how seamlessly does Kyrie fit in? And then Kyrie's two, a bitch. who's going to play defense there? Al Horford. <laughs> yeah. That's Al dirty. Horford, Marcus no. Smart, Jalen Brown, and Terry Rozier. I think Kyrie Irving will actually also pick it up a little bit. Only in the postseason. I think he'll lock in at the postseason. That's yeah, he's not going to try season. in the regular season. I don't think so. I think, I mean, I, I think he has no choice because he, he, it was very public the way that he left the team. If he, if he doesn't show up at any point in the season, he will be berated. Well, so, I, I imagine that he's going to show up for game one. Well, yeah, yeah he's going to have to. That, is that in Boston or is that in Cleveland? That's a good question. But yeah, he, of course he's going to show up. But I mean, he he's going to have to uh, in uh, Cleveland. Uh, oh, that'll be delightful. 
Yeah. Oh, he's gonna get. I still think he's gonna ball out because that's just what he. That's what he does. Oh, I think he's gonna drop forty on them that night. It might yeah. take thirty shots to yeah. do it, but he's gonna drop and forty on them. And they're still gonna lose. Probably. Yeah. Uh, no, I, Gordon, I just Gordon Hayward is gonna freeze. He's gonna like. He's the one who's gonna probably like not work out for the team. Just he, like. Like him for Avery Bradley is just a big, I don't know. Like they need a perimeter defender. Like, right. I think he's going to be a little bit of the Kevin Love syndrome, where it's like he's going to be the add-on who got forgotten. But they're not. I, I mean, this is as sad as this to say. I think he's not going to be as hated as Kevin Love because he's white and this is Boston. And plus, he's also a a, a Brad. Um, a Brad, right? Brad Stevens Brad recruited Stevens. him. Right, he's a Brad Stevens guy for Butler. See. Gordon Hayward really, really fit nicely when they signed him. Right. Then they got Kyrie and also, you know, had to ship out what they had to ship out for him. And it now it doesn't it really doesn't look as good. That starting five does look really good. Well yeah, it's pretty freaking I, good. Yeah. Of course it's good. I mean that's what they were going for. Here's like, my other question. Is it is it I don't know. I still think Washington has such a nice starting five. No, you're biased. I am biased, but no, Washington starting five is still pretty solid. It's just not oh, yeah. as good as this and, one. Right? And apparently, right. Washington starting five with Ubre in place of Keith is actually very, very positive. So, finishing up in Boston for a second, who's the locker room guy, or do they need one? Marcus Smart is the heart of that team. Yeah, but he's a little bit of a knucklehead. He's like he reminds me of Des Bryant. But that's but that's like amazing, right? But he's still like the heart like every single time in the playoffs, he would hit a shot that would kill the momentum for the other team. Marcus Smart didn't hit a big shot against us. And maybe he hit it he hit it against the Bulls. Fuck that dude. Um (laughs) so like, yeah, fine. I mean Olenek was your like, you know, Marcus Smart didn't do crap against the wizard. Yeah, it was Olenek. It was Avery, Avery Bradley, Bradley was murdering him. Yeah, it was Avery Bradley who destroyed us for most of the series. Yeah, Marcus Smart was like like lethal again. Like did, ever, yeah. I just remember him like. Yeah, killing. he hit a couple of big shots in that series. He swung. I mean, he helped swing. Rajon Rondo swung the series in the you know, but he helped yeah. swing that series. But after that, I don't know who you who you're gonna pick. I don't think Kyrie is ready. He he'll he's gonna try. I don't think Horford. No, no one's gonna listen to Horford. I don't think Horford no. carries that gravitas on the team. You're a bum. Nobody's gonna listen to Gordon Hayward. White. Well, the yeah. problem is they they don't need somebody in there to because they've got a freaking awesome coach. That's what I was gonna say. That the question is, it that doesn't they, matter. They need anyone because you should you always have a locker room guy. See, you, you should always have somebody to repeat of the. You always should. Well, they'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. They're, are they really going to win more games than Cleveland? I think 53 and a half is a joke as a, as a over-under. I, I would be astonished if they didn't hit 53 and a half wins. If they didn't uh, hit 54 wins. I, I just think Vegas is anticipating a slow start, and that's why they put them at 53. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. And I think, but I think all these super teams are going to have the potential for a slow start versus teams that have continuity. OKC's could struggle coming out of the gates. Houston could struggle, and Boston could struggle. I get. I think that depends on the the schedule because, uh, I mean, super. It's still a superstar driven league, so you just need to have a dude like find his rhythm and then just 
the guys know how to play basketball. They know how to feed it to the guy who's like feeling. Well, Boston has a pretty interesting start. So they've got at Cleveland, then at home against Milwaukee, then at Philly, who's interesting. Then the Knicks, blah, they'll kill them. But then they go to Milwaukee, and then they've got the Heat, and then San Antonio. That's a pretty tough stretch for the really month of October. That's a really hard start. Because they have to yeah, play Brooklyn and Chicago. <laughs> oh, man, you better <laughs> better watch out for those guys, dude. You just better watch it. Um, Jesus. Yeah, they're going to be playing for something. Something good and terrible. <laughs> Oh, Atlanta's on that. On that I was gonna say too. they've got they've got Chicago, Chicago Atlanta, Atlanta, and Brooklyn. Brooklyn is three of their last four. Good Lord Almighty! And at Washington, who might not care at that point. All right, segueing there. So on to the Wizards. Uh, starting five, same as last. They're probably the only team in the top. Three. Not to start the season because Keith has got the uh, sports hernia. Oh yeah, poop. Yeah. Um, well, in a, in a normal depth chart world, Wall, Beal, Otto Porter, Keith, Quartat, the bench, Kelly Oubre, Jason Smith, the infamous Jan Mahinmi, Jody Sadoransky. Meeks, Jody Meeks, Tim Frazier, Mike Scott, Sadoransky, etc., etc., etc. Okay, so here's how you know I'm a delusional Wizards fan because I've spent the last couple of weeks talking myself into Jody Meeks and Tim Frazier. Dude, Jody Meeks looks good. It's the preseason, guys. I know, but it's still like you're looking. For <laughs> you know who positive. else looked good? Justin Holiday looked good. Yes, Justin Holiday did look good. He sucks. Yeah, no, it's Jody Meeks is a good player. He's just he's he's an injury guy. He's a so there's that risk reward thing. He has the risk that he's bouncing back from an injury. If he can stay healthy, there should be a a high reward for that. Right now, he's showing that he's a great, that, he's a great value. He's thirty yeah. years old. He's not going to do much for you. But I don't need him to do much. I just need him to hit a couple open shots every game. That's it. That's it. I'm not asking you to carry a team. I'm just asking you to make a few freaking buckets. You're a professional basketball player. You can do that. I'm not going to miss anything else about him, but I am going to miss Brandon Jennings deliberately pissing off the opponents. God. He was such a pest. He, I, he I was love a, an agitator. He was. He, he was, was a little bug. And the thing yeah. was, he also had the irrational big ball shot, and like nine out of nineteen out of twenty of them wouldn't go in. But man, when that one went in, it was fantastic. Yeah. So, now, so I, they. I'm they not going to miss Bojangles. Good, good riddance. Nah. Yeah, his best game was his first game, and then it was yeah, all downhill exactly. from there. And his, he was great for four he days. He was so freaking liable. Uh, he was such a defensive liability. Yeah, I, I, I am, I am very hopeful that Jan Mahimi can, you know, play a full season and actually be a competent <laughs> basketball player because he showed zero of that last year. So let's kick that tire for a second. We briefly touched on this thing before the pod started. In Zach Lowe's uh, 32 crazy predictions yeah. column or whatever before the, the season started, said Ernie's going to use a number one deal or number one pick to trade away Jan Mahinmi's contract. In essence, that is so Ernie. The Ernie. This is like you should just call this the Ernie. So if you were going to a deli and you were ordering a sandwich and <laughs> if you ordered the Ernie, Ernie. Yeah. That means that they're going to trade away. Uh, no, instead of, instead, of, instead of some really good roast beef, you want some tofu? No, no, well, no. The, that basically means I went to the deli yesterday. I overpaid for the sandwich. I brought back the sandwich and then paid for a new sandwich. Right. Yes. 
Yep. Yep. That's the Ernie. And I didn't eat lunch yesterday. Paying twice for one sandwich. Right. And the sandwich is terrible. Right. The sandwich is still terrible. That's the Ernie. Oh, God. No, I, yeah, I totally see that. But, but uh, don't, you, don't you see it happening? He's already absolutely. a bad fit there. Like, it's kind of one of those things. He's a $16 million albatross sitting there. And then Ernie's going go to go into Ted's office and be like, well, I, I got rid of We're in the luxury tax. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The luxury tax, which Ted doesn't want to pay. For all the money Ted's paying for the rebranding and stuff like that of Monumental Sports, he ain't got money for that. Yeah, so, he's gonna. It's it's gonna be the typical. Look at this mess that I just cleaned up. Don't think about that I made it. Just look at how good a job I did cleaning it up. Isn't it basically the equivalent of you going to someone's house, taking an enormous dump in the middle of their house, cleaning up the dump, and then being like, "You owe me because I cleaned up the dump." Right. Yeah, no. I so the delusional fan in me really hopes that you know Mahimi can be a solid contributor, and we don't have to sink a first. Because I would like to, you know, maybe draft a guy with the first round pick instead of trading it away to clear freaking cap space. We don't have such luxuries. Our last no. or our last pick will have, will forever be Kelly Oubre. Boogie Cousins to Cleveland. Or shut up, Neil. <laughs> I would like to take this year's first. And the first in twenty what twenty, and shit, I'll throw in the twenty twenty two first round pick with Gortat and Ubre for Cousins. That's, wow, that deal works. You would give up Ubre with yeah. those picks? Yes. Really, I I'd don't... only give up two first. I don't want to give up three, but I would up... give up three. Right. Hey, if I'm at the deli and I'm ordering the Ernie, I really I mean, got to go for it. Are we playing yeah. dumbass GMs? Because like we should we should see what the Bulls GM would do in this situation. You know, he'd give up four picks, and he would probably take like Drew Holiday for it. So, all right, if 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 we take it down to Ubre Gortat, and I think it's I think it's going to take two first because they're going to be you know twenty plus. Range first. Don't you do that for for cousins? And then the question is: Is that better than the Brooklyn pick? No, it's not better than the Brooklyn pick. <clears throat> because if we're but, trading, if we're getting Boogie Cousins, in theory, we're at least picking in the second half of the draft. Right. Absolutely. So the problem with. Kelly Oubre's contract is a trade exception for a couple million dollars, which kind of ruins the cabinomics because you have to balance the $18 million that Boogie would bring in. So I'm trying to figure it out. You probably could dump Sato's deal. That would be the biggest one. Yeah, so Boogie Cousins for Gortat, Sato, and Oubre, and then whatever picks to grease the wheel is probably the most even. The problem is, does, does New Orleans take that? Yeah, the other trade that I heard was Gortat and Keefe in picks for Cousins, Does and I don't like that at that? all. But that doesn't that doesn't work because uh, Keefe's too too expensive. You're you're you would have to get some filler to make that one work. Yeah, I, it's I, not as clean. I don't and know, and I wouldn't want to give away. I wouldn't want to give up Keefe because I think Cousins and Keefe would just be oh my god. They would be. They really would be death row DC. So the trade would work 
if you traded Gortat and in Morris, uh, Keith for Boogie Cousins and wait for it, Cheetos Crawford. Oh, yes. No, please no. Please. Welcome back, Cheetos. God, God no. Or you know what also worked? Like giving up Brooklyn's number one pick for uh, some assets. Damn it. Thank you for raining all over my cousin's parade. I just don't see it. I think Cleveland is really going to try really hard to make uh, LeBron stay, even though he won't. Um, and the best way to do that is to get a, a competent center, not named Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, I think LeBron's done with the Tristan Thompson loyalty now. He got him his $95 million contract. After that, it's, buzz, it's peace out. He's going to L.A. Yeah. And, you know, Tristan Thompson, by con Dios. It's up to you the, now. The, the other <clears throat> terrible Wizards trade is that Zach Lowe brought up was trading for DeAndre Jordan, which I am like, why in the world would I want that guy? I would rather – well, no, I wouldn't. But I was going to say, that is, is that any different than Jan Mahinmi? No. Yes. Well, yeah, yes, it is. It's a lot different. But I'd rather not make the trade. But how is I'd it different? I'd rather keep Gortat. I mean, Jan Mahinmi is a stiff. That's the biggest thing. But they provide the same skill set. <sighs> no, well, so one no, can rebound. No. One trade I'm DeAndre seeing Jordan. Is... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. DeAndre Jordan and the pick and roll with Wall would be excellent because they can do lob city things together, and he would be a defensive anchor. But he—he's such a liability in the fourth quarter. I can't have that. Yeah. So one one trade I'm seeing now, which I don't think makes sense to me. I don't know why this is even proposed. Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Trevor Booker from Brooklyn for Mahinmi and a couple of first rounders. No, God, no. Like, why would that? I like. I'm just reading this. I don't understand. Like, Who I don't said see that? Why. that Wait, what was it again? This is Micah Adams is saying this, and he's basically he's his argument is to make it uh, to reinforce the bench, but it just this doesn't make any sense. Like that, that just makes zero sense. DeAndre's contract a- is too big. Yeah, you need to cut a lot of the roster that could, to bring DeAndre Jordan here. Not that I'm advocating we should. You'd he have would, to send Gortat and things, probably and Gortat Smith and one more player. So you probably look at Gortat Smith and maybe like Sato. I think you'd have to throw in Uber. Yeah, so let's even say it would make see. it even worse. Right. Let's throw away our six man. To get a center that can't play four quarters. Yeah, you're throwing away your center, your sixth man, and your seventh man, proverbially speaking, for DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I I read that trade. I was like, no, that's the worst thing they could they could ever do. That's the worst thing. DeAndre Jordan to DC is just abysmal. <laughs> I, I literally would do. I would rather do absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think I would stand that. But this right. team finishing. So, so since we're not getting cousins, we're going to ship Mahimi out in a first round pick for some poo poo platter of possible bench health that will end up in uh, China next year. That's our that's our uh, foreseeable future. You need to go to a team who's kind of capped out, who is willing to. Well, no, they wouldn't be capped out. In that okay, so if you send a one, even greasing Mahinmi with a one, who wants Mahinmi? That's the problem. You got to go to somebody that has cap space. So you're going to have to go to a Brooklyn or Does Brooklyn Chicago. Have cap space anymore? 
Yeah, they still have some. Chicago's got cap space. Atlanta. Hey, Neil, you want Neon to hit me? Uh, sure. I mean, my team can't get any worse. <laughs> so, give me, give me whatever you got. You can, you can send us uh, Paul Zipser. I will take Paul Zipser. Take for Bobby Jan Mahimi. I bet, you would, I'll I'll take, bet Bobby Portis. I will take that. Bobby Portis take for Bobby Jan Mahimi in a first rounder. At this, if that's what I have to give up to get off that, yeah, I would. Okay, I would wait. What's, what's but it totally match? won't work because we're not making the salaries match. Stupid NBA and their salary matching. I got a terrible one for you, John. Tell me, tell me how this one sounds. God. <laughs> no. <laughs> would you take? Would you send Mahinmi in a one to Atlanta? Dwight. Oh for, no, Dwight's not there anymore. Sorry. For Blaze Moore and Malcolm Delaney. Blaze Moore is under contract for three how long more is contract? years. Three more years. No. No. That's. That's the same just, shit. Yeah. Just extending it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how about giving up? How point? about giving up Jan for Dwight Howard? No. No. If Dwight Howard <laughs> no. ever joined the no. Wizards, I would stop watching basketball. No, yeah. you wouldn't. You would, I, I would. No, I would. I would rather have a backup center that doesn't play than Dwight Howard. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's accurate. I think that is accurate. I, I really just don't think they're going to get anything back from Mahimi. Is there any is, is there any way to go after Zebo? I think Zebo is the ring chaser phase of his career now. At this point, like whenever. How are you a yeah, ring chaser you if you're in Sacramento? Sacramento? Exactly. Well, like, I, don't think, I don't think he actually in. knows who he may not be know who is a good team. In his defense, no, well, that's because he, he's high all the time. Every ring chaser knows the good teams. Um, what is his contract? But I think, like, I don't know, go after somebody like Zebo or... Um, he has a two-year, $24 million contract. So you could make salaries match and you would get off the money sooner if you got uh, Zach Randolph. And Zebo can be just as crazy as Boogie if you ask him to. So, yeah. you know... You can ask for that. But he's freaking 36. Yeah, but he gives a shit. He he would still like produce. He'd produce more than Mahinmi. Produce as long as he stays out of jail. Well, there is that. Yes. <laughs> That's a wild ass story. <laughs> that just I can't believe that like like if that was an NFL player, you know, they're out of the league. That's like Greg Hardy type stuff. But you know, Zach nah, it's he's cool. You keep playing, dude. <laughs> what? John, would you trade Mahinmi in a one to Phoenix? Yes. For Tyson Chandler and yes. Tyler Eulis? Yes. Oh my yes. God. The second you said Phoenix, I was like, I know Phoenix's roster. Yes. What? You would take Tyson Chandler it's, back? Tyson oh, Chandler's. There's terrible. only one more year with Tyson Chandler. So yeah. if I have to get a backup center. I'd That's rather get a backup center well. that only has one more year left on his contract, and then I can get off that money. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's that's, Tyler, that's in, in Ernie's wheelhouse as well. Like that's the type of Tyler Eulis is the the one man who a basketball looks bigger in his hand than Muggsy Bogues was what I read. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's 
that's that's a tiny ass guy. That is a small dude. Yeah, but hey, you know we we need a backup point guard because Tim Frazier is totally not going to work out for this team. They never do. It's not like we had Sean Livingston at one point as our backup. And it's not like he was, you know, competent when we had him either. Right. He just didn't want to come back. All right. Let's run through the rest of the Eastern Conference. Because um, those are really the three teams that we're talking about. Everybody else, it is what it is. I mean, there's a few other fun teams, but... Um, well, Milwaukee's fun. And there's a debate in Milwaukee or Toronto for, for the four and five seeds. Hey guys, it's Rajan. So if you're enjoying today's NBA podcast, please do me a favor and go check out a couple of other podcasts who are kind enough to sponsor this discussion we're having today. The first sponsor is called the Your Weekly Top 6 Podcast. With the goal of engendering discussion and discourse amongst the population, Your Weekly Top 6 features strong-minded and bullheaded friends Michael Tochi and Adam Lees offering their top six choices on topics spanning the entire spectrum that is the experience of life. Listen as they berate each other and tackle tackle topics ranging from guilty pleasures, convenience store candy, senior crushes, TV theme songs, and anything else in between, while inviting you to offer your own commentary. Their hope is that it serves to foster debate between you, your family, your friends, your colleagues, your estranged relatives, and even future enemies. You can find your weekly Top 6 podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store, so make sure you go check them out because you deserve a little more. And the second podcast I want you to go check out is called The Healthy Lifestyle Show. Visit www.healthylifestylepodcast and subscribe to the Healthy Lifestyle Podcast to learn more about creating a balanced diet that can boost your energy levels and improve your overall health. And now, back to the NBA podcast. So the inter- I think one interesting thing about Milwaukee, we, we talked about, so their starting five is President Malcolm Brogdon, Tony Snell, Chris Middleton, Giannis Attendekumpo, and Thon McHare. Thon McHare however you want to go, with bench of always injured Jabari, can't play in today's NBA, Greg Monroe, dirty player Deli, and Mirza Toledovich. Um, and then old man Jason Terry, if you want to count him too. And Gary Payton's son talking trash to nobody. <laughs> so that's, that's who you have there. Um, the interesting argument against them, which I buy, are they any better than they were last year? No, they didn't do anything to get better. See, the, the only thing that they get better is because Chris Middleton was hurt for a majority of the season, and Chris Middleton's actually really freaking good. I'm trying to pull up how many wins Milwaukee had last year. Well, Jabari Parker, uh, I mean, if he can be healthy, they're better. But, I mean, I don't That's see a him. Big if. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah. That's like me saying, like, oh, well, if I you know, quadruple my if, salary, then I can start living in Potomac. That's like if, if Derek Rose's knees like held up. So their over-under is 46.5. Last year they won 42 games. Are they 4.5 games better than they are? Again, fully realizing the Eastern Conference sucks this year. The Eastern but Conference Giannis could take another year. leap. I, th- I think that's really... How really... many leaps can exactly. he take? I don't know. He can leap a freaking court in one bounce. Yeah. Like, but... So you can't leap a court in zero bounces after that. Like... It, well, he's doing it in two now. He can break. He can bust it down to one. I don't know. He's I, I, so freaking good. See, I'd be curious. Like Tony Snell, I don't think. I think he's going to regress because he just sucks. I still yeah. think he sucks. Yeah. yeah the I, best. Uh, the best you saw out of Tony Snell was last year. Yeah, agreed. If like, there's I, a leap, and I still think he might be two years away from his leap, it's Thon. But I don't. You know, I think he's but still. Thon's forty. Thon might be forty. You know, he's, he gets the ARP letters in the mail. Oh. 
Her I get AARP letters in the mail, so don't. I don't even get those. Man. It's awful. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like I wish. I get two. Ra- I get two stereotypes. I get AARP and the Hindu temples flyers. Oh, and Dish <laughs> Network also a- advertised me if I want um, uh, Indian television channels, which I think is terribly racist. That is. <laughs> like me them advertising like the wwe and monster truck channels to me oh, i was going to say the latest clan meeting but sure no oh. we're not gonna go that far <laughs> come on now that that still is a specialty channel for select a few <laughs> white people on a common channel um all right at least so, they have gary payton the second man the, Gary Payton II. I I really think a full season of of Chris Middle Chris Middleton is a nice nice player because he he's a great shooter. He plays good defense and he plays just defense. fits yeah. very well next to Giannis. And so when he came and he had a slow start coming back and he didn't get back till I want to say February Mar it was after the all-star break he wasn't supposed to be back till like February and he came back a little shortly after the all-star break so I think I think I think Middleton's gonna have a, a, a positive but I don't know if it's a four game increase yeah I, I think know. the four it's games tough. a little rich yeah it's yeah it's it's a little tough there's still Milwaukee you know all right Do people do people go to games there? No. <laughs> they had a, they a- had like a crazy deal, right? Like, uh, um, like you basically get tickets until Milwaukee wins a game or something. They were what? actually they were pretty innovative in terms of how they were selling tickets. It's kind of interesting. Who was the favorite to move to Seattle? Sacramento. It, it was Sacramento for a hot second. I want to say is it Milwaukee? Right now, I can't speak to it, but I know at least until Vivek bought the team, it was Sacramento. I thought I heard Milwaukee as a could candidate. Be. I'm not denying that. To go to Seattle, which would be like super fun for them. They would love Giannis there. Oh, yeah. That would give them the star power. Seattle is, like, in general, becoming a, like, you know, not that it's a small city by any stretch of the imagination, but kind of becoming like a big haven now. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's a tech juggernaut. I was going to say it's kind of Silicon Valley Junior at the moment, if you will. Yep. Um, Toronto. My stance on Toronto is well documented. Forty-seven and a half is the over/under. Fifty-one wins last year, so it's a reasonable assertion that three and a half wins less. Yeah, three and a half wins less last year. I think they get the over on that one because uh, I mean, the rest of the East didn't get much better, right? Yeah. No, yeah, the, the, the rest of the, the East got worse. I was gonna say two of the best players in the East are now in the West. So right. yeah, and, exactly. And they have they still they have a lot of continuity. I mean, they did lose some some depth. They lost Patrick Patterson, who went to Oklahoma City. Yeah, Pat they lost. Oklahoma City. Um, he's good. They lost uh, uh, TJ to where did where did he, we say he went? Houston. PJ, yes, Tucker. PJ, PJ Tucker. Oh, PJ Tucker. Sorry, yeah. I said yeah. TJ. Yeah, yeah, PJ Tucker. But yeah. I mean, he was a late acquisition. But I mean, he definitely had an impact for their brief playoff run. But it's all about their like backcourt, dude. Like they and Valanciunas is gonna go. 
They got to trade him. They got to. They, yeah. they just got to move him at some point. Enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah. The the trades that I saw for him was uh, doing a Valanciunas Vucevic swap, which is like a talent wise isn't much of a swap, but it saves Toronto cap space. So that sounds like the swap. At Ernie's Deli, where he was yeah. yesterday's sandwich yeah. or today's sandwich. And then I the saw other uh, Noel and Josh McRoberts. The the other mega mega um, salary dump would be Tyson Chandler for Valanciunas, because then you know Houston would go, oh, we get a young center who could age with our young team, and Toronto can say, hey, we get to dump salary. Nothing should surprise anyone anymore in today's NBA, but in terms of salaries. But over the next, in this season alone, Toronto is paying Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, and Serge Ibaka, between the three of them, $75 million. Yep. What's the cap at? 100? Jeez. I don't know where it's. Uh, 117 looks like the, the cap, or like 118 or something like that. Between, so out of 118 million. They're giving 75 to it, Lowry and DeRozan. I get the 55 to Lowry and DeRozan. I get it. But another $20 million to Serge Ibaka. Good Lord. Yeah, so technically the salary cap is $99 million with the tax limit at 113 So this team is basically locked in for the next two years. Like, give or take, there, there's no changes. This this team is what it is. Um, because Lowry and in, in, in uh, Ibaka are basically they have this season, next season, and the following season they're under contract, and then they, you know, then their contract expire. Derosian's a few more because I think he just signed his max. So it was like it was it was two years ago when right or right when Beal signed it. Derosian signed it right before that. Right. So don't so you love paying a you know player with the weight issues a max contract? They're, Lowry's getting paid more than DeRozan, and I, I don't think anyone's going to say that you'd rather have Lowry than DeRozan. I, I, I don't think. really wanted Kyle Lowry to end up in Minnesota. Yeah. So I know, yeah. like we, I busted on like the Jeff Teague fit, but I really thought that uh, Kyle Lowry would have been pretty. That would have been crazy. Pretty good fit in Minnesota. He definitely would be a way better fit than Jeff Teague for sure. That would have been nasty, but nope. Toronto forked over the dough. Did you guys have Charlotte or Miami? I can't remember. Did you have them after uh, Toronto and Milwaukee? I had Miami we ahead had Miami. of We had Miami because the the Dwight factor. Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, but, so but my, like, Miami was also coming off like a crazy second half of the season. Yeah, I can't remember their rec. Didn't they win? They won 30. They were like 30 and 10 or I was something. Say 30 yeah. and 10 is like the number that. that jumps out to me. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of prorate that, and it's like that's a 60 freaking win team. Yeah, I mean, that's not happening. But no, like, but I could totally. So, what their over under is. Or Miami is forty-two and a half. You're like, you're telling yeah. me this team can't win forty-three games? Yeah, they're. Good. I think I mean, they can go over. They went forty-one and forty-one and forty-one even last year. That's yeah. a testament to Spo. Yeah, it's, they it's can. Really they can awesome. totally. They, they can totally beat that forty-two and a half. That's a, that's an over bet all day long. Agreed. Yeah. They, I like they, my. Go ahead. They just said they have. They're bringing back the continuity. They've got chemistry. They've got great coaching, and they all seem to fit together. They have a, a very good point guard. They have a crazy center that they've somehow reined in. 
and they have the irrational confidence guy in oh Dion Waiters. But he somehow fits and works. He does. There. Yeah. And then they have the amazing. Miami loves him, man. The Miami fans love that dude. All seven. Well, that's because they're all freaking crackheads. <laughs> Cokeheads. Sorry, sorry. They don't mess with crack. Only the good stuff. Kind of like the Miami Dolphins offensive line coach. <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. That was bad. That was real bad. I, I love uh, the Ninja Warrior, uh, James uh, Johnson. Guy just gets in shape and freaking balls out. Uh, you know the Bulls drafted him and yep. uh, got rid of him. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure it was a it was a good trade though. I don't even remember. He was actually a bum on the Bulls, and then he turned sure, it around. Uh, he turned it around on the Raptors, I think. Yep. He was um, pretty good on Toronto, and then he kind of fell off and got fat, and then he got back in shape and played very well last year. Yeah. He was actually the first rounder for the Bulls, and then the Bulls picked up Todd Gibson uh, after him. So I mean that was a pretty good draft, but uh, you know the Bulls, uh, you know now now we're in solid shape with uh, Zach Levine with the bust and knee, and American Kinnan and shit my you know whatever the fuck the the Finnish Dirk Nowitzki. Anytime no 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 the Finnish Andre Bargnani. Oh God, that's what you want to take. That's when I look at a scouting report and it has Andrea Bargnani in it, I'm all over it. And yeah. then I will order the Ernie special with that guy. And I will trade clearly my best player, arguably one of the top three two-way players in the league yep. for this dude. And Along because with- just to make sure I put a bow tie on the deal when I'm trading away said <laughs> two-way player, I'm going to send my number one pick just to make sure that the deal yep. gets done. Guys, guys, please. They, I really want They this. did a pick swap. Yeah, yeah, they did a pick swap. That was amazing. I, I was really, like, really? You had to do a pick swap? You couldn't have just, I don't know, taken their pick? It's I, bet, like, I bet like Ryan's Garsdorf or whatever the hell they, they're calling or Pax, whatever the hell. Like they were like, <laughs> take that, Butler. We hated you so much. You gave up an extra pick. And Butler's like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? Like, <laughs> God, we're so stupid. Like, and then you give up Jordan Bell. Like, Jordan Bell for cash. Ah. Uh, it was like the highest cash amount ever for like a second round pick because it was. I think it was like two million or something stupid when, like that. When the Warriors are like, "Yes, we will give you a fuckload then, of money for this dude," you you step back and be like, "Hmm, absolutely maybe I not. I think I want to keep him." <laughs> but no, 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 because they thought that we were going to keep Dwayne Wade to sell seats, and everybody knew. Every fan knew Dwayne Wade was a bitch. Everyone knew that. He's like, I yeah. can't how- believe they didn't make Dwayne Wade play at least like two months and get something out of him before they bought him out. Because he would be a complete bitch. Who and cares? They're going to suck he anyways. Just, he would just be on the bench and claim he was hurt. That's fine. I, no, it's not because you're just paying him anyway. Like It's fine. I want to I punish him. I want to make his life terrible. Not let him hang out with his buddy. Oh, no. The way the Bulls punish players is by trading them and offering first-round picks along with them. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> uh, We're going to send you to a good team. See how you like it. <laughs> With a coach that you like. Right. In, a, in, a, in, a, in management that actually wants to win. And a top 15 NBA player. Suck on them apples. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. We're going to get a tall white guy that can't rebound. And can't shoot. And can't run the floor because he's freaking lead foot. 
at least in your constellation, Neil, you know that guys like you know French Frank and Dennis Smith and Malik Monk weren't on the board when you took. Oh yeah, they were all there. How the hell do you pass on Dennis Smith? Dennis Smith would be so freaking good. How do you trade up for Marikinen and then then then? Like, what the hell are you thinking? How do you not uh, keep your damn pick? Yeah. How do you not keep your terrible pick? And what are you doing? Whatever. At least they have the lowest payroll this season. Like, I, you know, if there was an award for like wins over payroll, like we might have a chance. We might have a chance. So, so you remember when? <laughs> When um, uh, Philly took on JaVale McGee's terrible contract just to buy him out so they could hit the cap floor. Yeah. What terrible yeah. player is the Bulls going to take on just to get some second round pick or whatever trade exception or something so that they can uh, just then wave his ass? I heard that Bohemi was available. <laughs> he is available. <laughs> and we'll give you a first round pick. Just, just give us crazy eyes Bobby Portis. You know, the guy that everybody thought we should have drafted, we should have stayed put and drafted instead of moving up for Ubre, which I, in kind of like the first year, like you're like, damn, Bobby Porsche is good. And then after like year two, you're like, no, nah, I kind of like Ubre. Kind of dig Ubre. Ubre was a great pick at the time. He was just three years away. Yeah. The problem is that well, like, he came after Otto, right? And like you had to pay Otto, but in reality, you probably wanted, did. you did not want yeah. to. And you wanted, you wanted to really pay Ubre, like because you, you can't trade Ubre to be a, a no. They wanted to let Otto walk and and let Ubre fill in. Yeah, use that money to pay somebody else. But yeah. even still, they couldn't pay anybody else because we had the freaking Albatross Mahimi contract that would have cock blocked us from doing any type of signing this summer. I can't uh, believe he's paid more than Gortat. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why, That's why. like, in the exit interviews, like, Gortat was like, you know, me and my agent need to reevaluate things. And then they, like, reevaluate it, and they're like, holy crap, this is the best situation for you to be in. You have John Wall that feeds you easy baskets, and, and you have a bum behind you that makes you look even better. Maybe you, should, uh, maybe you should be humble and stay here. And then he started working out with teammates in the summer, and, like, everybody loves him now. Not only that, if there's a GM who's been willing to overpay you again, it may be Grunfeld. Yeah. When he's like 34. Right. Grunfeld would give him the loyalty contract. Because that's Grunfeld. So so we had Miami at... Uh, six. At six, which then... And then Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte at seven. seven. We talked about this previously. It's it's all about Dwight Howard. This you, you can't... It's like skunk. You can't get the stench of Dwight Howard off you. I, I was on, on record saying I like this team... I just I hate everything Dwight Howard tries to bring to this. I there isn't a person save God himself who can make Dwight Howard motivated. I don't Steve Clifford not or not Steve Clifford. The rest of this team is Brett fine. Brett, Brett Brown. Uh, isn't it no. Brett Brown? No. You have, oh no no it's Clifford yeah yeah yeah. So you have said Kemba Walker whatever that's. Fine. Nick Batum, whenever he's back healthy. Marcus Kidd, Gilchrist, can't buy a bucket. Marvin Williams. Yeah. And then the, the the twin white towers of Cody Zeller and Frank the Tank Kaminsky. Cody Zeller can play on that team. Just I on like that Frank team. The Tank he fits too. so well on that team. I like Frank the Tank as well. I, then, yeah, yeah. No, Frank the Tank's a good depth guy. And Malik Monk pouting that he's not on the Knicks. 
Yeah, that really, really annoys me. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you need to just – I really wanted Sacramento to, to take Monk because I think Fox and Monk would have been – So much fun. Pairing them up together in the pros would have been awesome. I can't even understand it, Vivek, from a marketing perspective. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. No, that was stupid. But the fact that he's pouting about – I mean, like you basically – it's like, all right, well, we got this guy until technically they have him as long as, what, seven years they could keep him based on – Restricted free agency. Restricted free agency or offering extensions. So I mean, they, I mean, they can get a decent run out of the guy before. I think Jordan, like this, is where Michael Jordan has to like you know talk to the guy, like try to take him under his wing, be like get off the golf course. Yeah, that's not what Jordan does, though. It's not. He smokes six cigars a day. Yeah, he's. Don't you think he could still get Monk's face and just drill shots on him? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's what I would do. I'd just get in his face with a big stogie, and I'd be like, "So you want to go play for the Knicks?" Bam, and just just start (laughs) knocking him down right in his face. Let me tell you about the time I dropped a double nickel in my like third or fourth game back from retirement. Yeah, if Jordan wanted to at this age, whatever age he is. he could still average 10, 10 points a game in the NBA. I he's what like fifty? How old is he now? I don't know. He's he's up there though. Yeah, I don't know if he could do that. No. But he's fifty four. I don't think he's going to do no. that, man. No, he's not doing that. He's not doing ten points. So, so this is what Atlanta thought of Dwight Howard after his you know roaring performance in the playoffs against the Wizards. They gave up their first round pick and Dwight Howard for Miles Plumlee. Marco Bellinelli in the 41st pick in the draft. John, do you remember the scene in 300 when um, the Persians are first, like first arriving into at Thermopylae and like the storm comes down and like their boats start crashing against the rocks and all the Spartans start like shouting and like, and like cheering and stuff like that. Yep. That's allegedly what the Hawks players were doing when they heard about the Dwight Howard trade. Yep. They were all ecstatic to get rid of his... Right, according to the Zach Lowe report, where they were literally cheering to their hearts to, to the hearts' maximum capacity when they heard that Dwight Howard was traded. What's How left did, of the Hawks players? Because right, there really is left nothing left. Organization. Oh, so sad. But yeah, sorry, it wasn't it wasn't the Hawks' uh, first round pick. It was the thirty first overall pick. So, <laughs> anyways, you gave up a you moved back in the draft. And you and you got poo, poo players in return for the ability to get rid of Dwight Howard. For the ability to get rid of Dwight Howard and Miles Plumley's contract, not it's pretty nasty because I think he still has like three years on it. Because um, what was it, Milwaukee like drastically overpaid for him, and then Charlotte gave him some garbage to to get him. So yeah, that that was they really took a a poison pill on that one just to get rid of him. So yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do good things in Charlotte. All right, we'll wrap up with the eighth seed in um, the East, who we all agree will be the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers Trust the process, fun to watch, man. Trust the process. I I really hope he plays like I hope he doubles the amount of games in his NBA career this season. He I would Joel love Embiid. to see fifty games out of him. Yeah, I you know I I just want to see like. At least half a season first. Yeah, I want to see. Can't believe they paid him. Sarge Simmons, Fultz, and Embiid on the floor at the same time. Just that's it. Yeah, 
No, that'll be nasty. That'd be crazy. That's just, uh, and I really like what they did, like just signing Reddick. I mean, you need they you need, they gave him a boatload of money. He was going to get paid though, man. He was going to get. But they paid, paid him more than anybody else. But they did it for one year. They gave him what I think it was twenty two mil for one year. They said, JJ, come here, make threes, and we will give you a boatload of cash this season. And JJ looked at that and went, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you say no to that? Boatload of cash, and they have a boatload of cash to give. It's a win yep. win. Exactly. And he's going to so make a boatload next year wherever he goes. Yeah. I mean, he's Which playing was the right incentive way. for him because it's like, hey, dude, you play for us, do a good job. You can get another contract next year and still get paid. So, yeah, it's it's a great, great deal for everybody in that scenario because they desperately needed some shooting. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons can't, I'm, can't, shoot. can't shoot, can't shoot, but phenomenal passer and incredibly fast in transition i think he's going to be fun as hell to watch dark horse rookie of the year candidate that's my rookie of the year i just don't so. think he's going to put up enough points that i i don't i don't disagree with the premise whatsoever not one bit i just don't think he's going to put up enough points yeah. to, that's going to sway the voters there's a, i have a dirty feeling i mean i don't think it's much of a surprise that when it comes to the voting like for postseason awards there's a lot of box score watchers yep. instead of like basketball watchers and I feel like, you know, things like that tend to influence the vote, so. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I guess I'm still naive in hoping that they look at the, like, entire package. But, yeah. I mean, the dude could average. not He could come close to a very, uh, like, to a triple-double. Like, at like, least the fun part of this season is they're going to have competition for Rookie of the Year, whereas last year they're like, who do we give this to? Like, all the rookies suck. They're, ah, Malcolm Brogdon's competent, so congratulations. Here's the Rookie of the Year award. Yeah. Whereas this year they're going to have you're going to have Lonzo, Simmons, uh, Dennis Smith. I think those are your top three. And then somebody could pop in. You know. I don't see Lonzo. I, I don't know. Like, Lonzo, just he's got way too PR. much weight. On, he's got way too much weight on his shoulders. Way too much, and his dad is like a douche. I mean, he, that's just—he is just, like one of the worst human beings ever. Yeah. I keep going back to the thing that his dad is the—not to bring race into this—but his dad is the black Donald Trump in terms of just. He, let me rephrase that. He's using the Donald Trump school of publication or uh, publicity. Go out, just, say completely outlandish things. With no justification whatsoever, and just keep the spotlight on you at all times. Yeah, no, that sounds exactly right. Like that's all he's doing, and then what they're doing is the media is like putting another microphone in front of him to get him to say more crazy things, and then he goes and does more crazy things. It's like it's just if you're going to go out and say the most outlandish stuff, then go out and say you can beat Michael Jordan one on one in a game of basketball, or that your son is going to you know is better than Steph Curry, or whatever ridiculous things. Just say it. why, because no one's going to force you to prove it. So it's you can just go out and you have carte blanche to do it, and then it's just going to feed the frenzy of everyone putting microphones in front of you. The thing that makes me so mad about this entire situation is if you really, if everyone really hated Lonzo Ball, the easiest thing in the world to or uh, Lavar Ball, the easiest thing in the world to do is just ignore it. But they won't. they won't. I ignore it because I truly don't no, you, care what he has to say. You but don't, the rest of the world won't. Yeah, the media is not going to ignore it as long as they get clicks. And people love clicking on it because they can then like say, what an idiot. That That's exactly why like the internet is the way it is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. 
I don't need to say it again. I've said it. I, I have that established opinion. I don't need to reiterate it. Yeah. But All right. As ending far, on as that ending on LeVar Ball. I was going to say, yeah. as far as the rest of the East goes, <laughs> I really don't see anybody else competing for the playoffs. I mean, we talked about um, Detroit, Detroit as being sticks. really the only viable. And, and Rajan felt that... Uh, the Knicks might have more wins than Detroit. Yeah, so I'll, I'll we've hashed this thought in previously, and I'll, I'll just round it out. I, New York is my is my uh, Ewing theory, sort of. Maybe not Ewing theory. Maybe it's just cancer removal or um, chemotherapy theory, if you want to call it that. After removing Carmelo and Phil, that they're going to be better just by virtue of getting all of that bad juju out of their system. I, it's not a good team. I mean, Ramon Sessions, Tim Hardaway, Dougie McBuckets, Porzingis is obviously Porzingis, and then Hernan Gomez, and then French Frank, Enos Cantor, Michael Beasley, and Courtney Lee. It's not a good roster, but it's a better roster without the... You Still know, got Noah. Without Mello and Phil. No. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's been exactly where he is, not playing, just collecting paychecks. I, I also think that losing Derek Rose is an extreme positive. I think it's an extreme positive as well. God, what a... Terrible uh, basketball player. I still you have like a, I still have a, I have a place in my heart for Derrick Rose. I always will. Yeah, for 2009, Derrick Rose. It's all right. I mean, not, I not nappy-haired Derrick Rose. I would still have him on the Bulls because he would probably still be the best player on the Bulls if he were on the team right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I vacated the. I, vacated I think you're kind of right. My... <laughs> I'm, I'm like thinking. I goes Paul Zipser better? Nope. Chris Dunn? Oh, nope. Oh. Miritich? Nope. Cameron Payne? Robin no. Lopez? Uh-huh. Nope. Cameron Payne? Nope. Uh, Bobby Portis? Nope. Mark? No. Nope. Val- Valentine? Nope. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. See, RG three is to us what Derrick Rose is to you, and I've already evicted him out of that space in my heart. I'm like, nope. Good riddance. Go take your no diamonds, no pressure, whatever the hell it is. Go elsewhere. You know, RG one. Nah. Uh, we, we won more with Rose. You did. Yeah, you had a longer run. We had one season with RG3. You had multiple seasons yeah. and an MVP. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, we entered the playoffs with, like, high hopes, and then game one of the playoffs is when the ACL happened. So it's like, yeah. fuck. But, um, yeah. What are you going to do? Just going to have a shitty team. <sighs> you can start, as we said, you can start college scouting early. So yep. watching a lot of Duke and no. Missouri games. All I, can, all I can look forward to this season is the draft <clears throat> and the lotto. And you know what? We'll probably lose the lotto. No, it's, absolutely. Uh, it's just yeah, the absolutely. You'll end up with like the, 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 the third pick. pick. <laughs> yeah. Somehow like everybody else draft. is going to jump ahead of you. God. And you know what will happen is we'll draft someone like Jan Vesley. <laughs> No, don't be too hard on yourself. You'll draft someone like Laurie Markkinen. Oh, <laughs> Markkinen is no, no, way no. better than Jan. To get somebody of Markkinen's caliber, we have to trade our best. Wait, we don't have like a best player now. Um, we'd have to trade two first rounders to get a guy of that caliber at this point. Anyway, I'm depressed. Anyway, and, uh, anytime you can draft a player with Laurie Markkinen's ability, you should trade away future draft picks to do it, though. I agree. Yeah. And and take on like players who are athletic but have crazy injuries in their knees. Right. Yeah. Now on that positive note, <laughs> so we'll officially wrap it up. 
Um, that's it for our Eastern Conference preview. Again, if you haven't done so already, please, please, please make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Leave us some feedback, what you thought about today's episode. Um, if you want to make fun of the Bulls, please feel free. We've been doing so already, so misery loves company. But until then, we'll be back shortly, probably to talk about some more of the, uh, the NBA and seeing how the first whatever many games of the season are going. But thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.